listening to the Water and Stone podcast. This is episode number 50. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I'm Dita Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. Wow, episode 50. Coming up on a year pretty quick here. We are. I want to take a minute at the top of all of it just to just to thank everybody who's been with us and listening to the podcast and sharing all this stuff. We'll talk more when we get to a year, but gosh, that's quite a milestone, 50 episodes. And uh, we're still figuring it all out, but I'm, I'm very grateful for everybody that's... Uh, been along for the ride. I'm surprised that we still have things to talk about. <laughs> have you met me? Um, <laughs> there's stuff. There's always there's stuff. There's always stuff. And uh, the thing that, you know, speaking of being thankful and end of the year stuff, one of the things that I am thankful for is that we have survived Christmas. Dun, da, da, dun. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Christmas and I recognize that there are people listening to the podcast who may not have that same kind of uh, hail fellow, well met kind of a feeling about the whole Christmas thing. And and I want to let you know that that's okay too. But one way or another, whether it's just that there was a lot of things to do to make Christmas happen and to be a part of that, uh, a lot of uh, intentionality and effort and all of that, or if it was just emotionally, it was, it was kind of a marathon for you. One way or another, we got to the other side of it, and here we are. So one way or another, congratulations. I'm already starting to think about what I might like to have for next Christmas, but in the moment, here we are. I loved this year. I had set an, an intention of really being present mm-hmm. during this Christmas season. An intentional season. intention. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and um, I, I, I really feel like I've succeeded. For most of the days, I really did keep in the spirit of, all right, pay attention, enjoy every day leading up to it. Don't let it go too fast. And, and it came down to little things like even wrapping presents. It was a joyful experience instead of something that, you know, I had to do. Yeah, I had to pull myself back a couple of times to remember, oh, wait a minute. Be in this moment. Sit and watch the Peanuts Christmas special or wrap this present, as you said, with intentionality instead of, okay, this is one more thing I have to do kind of a thing. And it really does it make made a, a huge difference. difference. It made a difference yeah, for me. For it, sure. it made a difference in the um, quality of the days and the amount of hassle. It was it was really funny because I, I remember this um, – time uh, like I guess it may have been a a week before Christmas or something like that so it was ramping up you know stores were super busy you had to park out in the middle of nowhere in Indiana yeah Yeah, exactly um to get to the to get into the store it was totally okay because I'm like okay exercise you know there's there's positive stuff in everything I gotta say I even like kind of be in the middle of everything sure sure but it was it was really funny because I um was trying to get through a part of the store that was a little bit bottlenecked and these two women I think they were probably sisters or sister-in-laws or something like that and they were just they were trying to figure stuff out and they, they were having intense stuff and I got this for him and you got that for the you mm-hmm. know and clearly yeah, the they were like you know, they do the whole they, John they Madden okay you're gonna cut left but their here and- carts were blocking the main thoroughfare you know so you kind of had every, people were kind of going around them and and um but I got kind of stuck you know how you get stuck right behind and then mm-hmm. you can't merge because well, everybody else wants to do this. everybody's yeah. doing the same thing and there's, sure, sure. it's coming fast and heavy and, and you're like <laughs> i can't get out of here 
And I just took a moment and I paused and I was just really enjoying watching them. And then they realized, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. We just blocked the whole, your whole way. We're keeping you from whatever you're doing. And I just looked, I said, I said, you know what? I am so at peace right now. I'm totally okay. Y'all were trying to figure out something some that you needed to do. There was some, there's some real intense negotiations going on. I said, I'm happy to, I'm happy to kind of, and they just kind of paused and looked at me. And, and I think it was one of those moments where it's like, and she's like, you know what? That is an awesome way to be. Thank you so much. Cause I'm sure <laughs> she was prepared for somebody to yell at her or give her the stink eye or well, something Well, and you know like what? I, I think that, that Christmas gives us a little bit of, a, of permission. Sure. We know what's right all year round. We know that that's healthy. But I think maybe if it hadn't have been Christmas, you might have gotten somebody, oh, here comes one of them Jesus weirdos, you know, or something. Yeah, or something. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I love it that, that we give ourselves permission to do that. I actually mentioned something about that in the Sunday lesson that I just did, which is an idea that I lifted from our son because we were out and it was, you know, crazy times, but everybody was smiling and anybody letting people in front of him in traffic. And he was talking about how it's the same people and it's not even especially cold in Florida. Mm-mm. Just we decide yeah. to, to be who we're supposed to be, you know. And so it's, it's one of those things where I really want to try and carry that with me for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of Christmas and, and everything, did you have a favorite present this year that you got? Oh man. Well, there's two categories, right? Because as as our listeners know, along with the stuff we buy, we make each other presents. And mm-hmm. so the things that I really enjoy are the things that we we made for each other. And uh like Miles, our son, he followed this tutorial but then improvised on it that, you know, from Adam Savage, one of those guys from that Mythbusters show, and he customized this Nerf gun and it looks like something from the movie Blade Runner and he put so much work into it and ordered special parts from this place in Texas. There's a business, this is the beautiful thing of the internet, there's a guy that makes his living making custom parts for Nerf guns, you know, I that's love that though, if you, here's mm-hmm. the thing, you have a dream, you can make, you can do it. Nerf you, dreams. You can, you, but, whatever it is, I mean, that's. If you would have sat down and and picture your child coming to you and saying, "Mom and Dad, you know all I want to do." I want to sell propane and propane. Ex- I, I mean, want to make and you would Nerf be like, parts. "Yeah, okay. come on." Okay, but but it just is proof positive that you can absolutely make it work, no matter right. what and, it is. Well, and I also love giving somebody just a little bit of business instead of some huge conglomerate sure. or whatever. This um, guy's passion, yeah. right? Yeah, I love yeah, seeing amen. that. Amen. But he worked really hard to do that. And I actually took a picture of it from my Instagram page. If you follow me, you've seen it. But then Raina, she made us, our daughter, she made us this, uh, she made me this amazing blanket. Because, well, she made all of us different versions mm-hmm. of a, a very But I got the blanket. best one because <laughs> I always want to have a blanket in the back of the Jeep for when we go to the beach or whatever. But the thing is, in Florida, one way or another, a blanket living in the back of your Jeep gets yucky quickly either it's too hot or something it's spilled on it or you get sand it doesn't really come out or beach stuff or whatever well she made me this blanket that folds itself into a bag but on one side it's this waterproof material and on the other side it's really soft so it's perfect for the beach and all that and she worked so hard if if my life depended on it i couldn't have done either of the things that our kids made for us so in that category incredible as always just really really cool stuff but um as far as stuff that that was just purchased from a store, I don't have a favorite. I have many favorites. <laughs> you know me. I got a, I got some amazing journal stuff, little field notes stuff in a special leather case that came from Australia that I can walk around with and pretend to write important notes. 
I'm still kind of playing playing house. And I got um, a minister's manual, and this is kind of a big deal because, as you know, and as people listening know, Water and Stone is a non-denominational church. We have no organizational affiliation, no support of any kind from any external body or whatever. It's just us and the people who come to our church and the things that we do. And so we're kind of writing the script, so to speak, as we go along. And we take big hunks of inspiration from the movement unity that we kind of grew out of and and that sort of thing. And we're so grateful for that. But there's some important differences. And so like the Christmas service that we just had, we had a candlelighting service that we wrote from scratch based on stuff in scripture, for example, not based on anything else. And so anyway, uh, you bought me for Christmas a minister's manual from a very, very mainstream uh tradition and it's got stuff in like here's how we do weddings and baptisms and here's how we deal with this and that and the other thing and obviously there's big hunks of it that don't apply to our theology Mm -hmm. but on the other hand man oh man it really felt validating to go here we are at the beginning of this and here's what some other people have done so that was very special to me but the thing that that i'm most likely to play with the most is our daughter bought me a bona fide uh shepherd's crook that it's not even like from a costume store. It's a no. legitimate. It was made oh. by Amish artisans who actually have sheep. And it's, I, I've wanted one she, for a long time. She showed it to me and she's like, mom, what do you think? You think he should get this? And because it's on his list. And, and I said, and my, these were my exact words. I said, do not waste your money. Oh, but I adore it. And she clearly didn't listen. And it's to in me. the it's in the rack by the door where the umbrellas and the walking sticks go. I know go that it is, and I see it every time. I, I let love the dog it. out. I adore uh-huh. it. Well, you know, a lot of my heroes are shepherds, and it's just kind of a kind of a great thing. I I just absolutely adore it. And no, I'm not going to walk around doing a Charlton Heston impression unless I'm home alone, and then <laughs> I I may, very well may. You're 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 not quite gray enough to do the to, to do like the, the Chuck big, I'm gonna froof, froof up my hair. Froof like, up your hair, yeah. go gray. You and never then, know. And, you know, land it, of it Goshen. Yeah, well, I will it, say that it's it's a really nice tool to be able to get dog toys out from underneath the couch. Well, though. it does that too. It's a it's, it's a, a nice multitasker. Tool. You know, it really is. so now. I don't Alton mind it. I don't proud. mind it so much. But it is a it, it is a ridiculous uh, thing to have in your house. We buy toys for Christmas. You're not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine to get useful things, and I got a big hunk of useful things. I got a lot of books that I'm going to read and try to get smarter and try to apply and all that. You don't have to have useful things. Sometimes it's okay to just have fun, and that was that's the most fun Christmas present I think I got. Nice. So what was your favorite thing from your extensive Christmas haul because you're so loved by your generous and kind husband? <laughs> um, It was a good... <laughs> It just tickled me. Um, there were it was a beautiful Christmas, and all of the presents from the kids were were wonderful and beautiful. And I got a lot of stuff for the kitchen, which I asked for, and mm. and and goes uh, into your show. Yeah, too. that goes into my show, and 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 so you know, really felt supported in this new endeavor and the dream of of where this can go. So that was really nice. But I have to say, hands down, favorite. Maybe favorite gift of all time. Oh, wow, the Red Rider. It, it real. I didn't know that I that I need one or that I would love it so much. Mm-hmm. But you got me. Oh, I know what this is. A cast, a king size Casper pillow, along with a really, really beautiful silk pillowcase to go with it. And if you don't know what silk pillowcases do, they like 
they keep the frizz from your hair and they're supposed to like keep wrinkles from your face and they stay pretty cool during the night so they don't heat up like cottonwood or yeah. anything like all that. you non-floridians they, may not understand the importance of a cool of a pillow, cool pillow. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's especially it. in the middle of summer i'm like yes but that casper pillow i kid you not it no pun intended but it is the stuff that dreams are made of it really is it, and we don't, I mean, a lot of podcasts are sponsored by Casper. We're not, and we're, I don't know, this is not I don't sponsored think, at I don't, all. I, won't, I don't know that I would ever, you know, entertain sponsorships. I don't think that fits with what we want to do. No. But Casper, if you're listening, go ahead and send us another pillow or two. <laughs> just saying. Just, just, we're not sure if we've made up our minds <laughs> about it. No. But honestly, I, um, I adore that thing. It is so good and um well i watch you when you lay your head down it's like in the movies when they put chloroform on somebody you know it's like you're, she's gone i'm Bye. already i'm already a pr- i fall asleep pretty quickly i already do that i i don't usually have um you know my conscience is pretty clear and, and yeah. I, I fall asleep right away not not a lot of not a lot of stuff um that keeps me up but i have to tell you that it just I don't know. It's some. There's magic in there. I, I don't know what's in it. I don't know if they put you know sleeping potions in or whatever. But hands down, favorite present of all time: Casper pillow and that beautiful silk pillowcase. Yes. <laughs> so as we dig in and talk about what we're going to talk about. I think it's appropriate that a minute ago we were talking about the things that we got because one of the Christmas traditions that people know about but maybe don't engage in quite so much is the idea of Boxing Day, the idea of letting go of some stuff. And and I'm not even sure. Is it a British tradition? Canadian, I is thought. Is it Canadian? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I don't know. It could be, you know, they, as these things go. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I believe Boxing Day is Canadian. Right. And you probably know... Listeners, you probably know what it is. The basic idea, and different people do it differently, but the core of it is the day after Christmas, you're supposed to go through and box up, hence the name, stuff that you're done with. When you got a new pair of jeans, well, you got an old pair of jeans you can get rid of or whatever it is, and take your, your things and donate them. Get rid of them and make, have, because you've gotten new things, you need to make some room anyway. And so it's a nice way to sort of pay it forward i suppose and it's a it's a really good activity to do and and i don't think that we do uh like a dedicated boxing day the day after but in the coming in the days after christmas because maybe people got a little bit of time off of work or whatever we take a minute and we get rid of some stuff and we're about to i got a pretty substantial pile that we're gonna go and take to goodwill in the next couple of days and it felt really good to go through it did. Well, when the kids were little, I did a Boxing Day before Christmas, mm-hmm. and I would tell them, hey, it's time to get ready for Santa, so and Santa it's time to get to ready for, stuff, yeah. you know, mom and dad are buying you new toys, Santa's bringing you new stuff, so let's let's get a, let's let's give away all the stuff that makes you feel like a baby. Oh boy, that worked like a dream, you it know, because they, want, because they they wanted to feel big and grown up, and this was a part of new, you know, a new year, and especially leading into the new year, let's get rid of all of the clothes that don't fit you anymore you've gotten so big this that's year. my only complaint about boxing day is i kind of wish that the tradition was to do it before i mean i know it why they do it the way they sure. do it but, but it, i like the idea just theologically uh, spiritually of 
you get rid of first. You know, your denials come before your affirmations. You got to tear down before you build up and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, but but it really worked um, when they, and now that the kids are older, they, they kind of do their, and, and I'm so happy that they have kept that tradition because they, they kind of do it their own way and, and you know, Raina was like, I'm, I'm cleaning out my room and Miles is like, I'm cleaning out my room and it's really nice to see that they have kept that tradition of, you know, no matter what time frame it's done in, that, that, you know, you release the old, you get rid of the, you know, and I guess it is a nice time. Everybody's usually off between Christmas and New yeah, Year. Yeah, and they I have get it. And sometimes you need and, to take some time. But yeah. I really want, in whatever way we can, to continue to foster, not just in our children, but in anybody that comes to our church and anybody listening to the podcast and so on and so forth. I really want to foster the idea that prosperity is not about acquisition, but it's about the flow. And that's something that we've talked about a lot, so I don't need to go too deep into it right this moment. But the idea of the end of the story isn't how much you got, Mm -hmm. but rather it's a continuous process of inflow and outflow, of giving and receiving, and just being a part of the flow. That's really what you want. This isn't about storing up treasures on earth, so to speak. It's about being a steward of the flow. And so what I say to people a lot in one form or another is think about how you feel after Thanksgiving when you've eaten too much Mm -hmm. versus think about how you feel after you did something creative or a good honest day's work or you get to the end of a road trip or something. When you've accomplished something, there's a feeling of victory that is unmatched by the feeling of acquisition. Right, just pure consume. Uh-huh. Right. So you, and that, you know, listen to your heart. The way you feel can tell you a lot about how you're made, you know. And so you're designed for a a release as as much or even more than, than a get. Right. And so there's something really good about that. And, you know, that's a good Christmas message. But as we move into the new year, it applies to New Year's resolutions as well. I was going to say all of this kind of works together and I love the natural flow of it. If you just pay attention to how you feel, mm-hmm. that that flow will happen for you. You will you will naturally go, "Hey, you know what? This feels good to get rid of and clean out." I love as much as I love Christmas and putting up Christmas decorations, I'm now looking forward to putting everything away and getting my house clean and dusting in places it that always I, feels like our house I is twice as big yeah that i haven't dusted in, in six weeks now you know and and all of that and and i think being part of the flow and being part of sort of the bigger plan and something outside yourself takes a minute to just listen and say what 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 is naturally going to feel good it's the same way when you eat food if you really eat in season if you really go to the grocery and 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 look at yep. stuff that is supposed to be you're going to feel better you're going to be more in the flow you're going to have a better idea of what your body needs when it's colder outside versus when it's warmer outside 100%. there's a reason that watermelon happens in the summer and not in winter nobody wants watermelon in the winter well somebody probably wants watermelon yeah but i but, get it but you I know most people just like it because it's a cooling thing in the summer and and we naturally gravitate towards warmer things root vegetables during the winter times and so i know i'm getting off on a tangent no no but but there's something really it's, it's it's all about what you take in and what you give back and there is that flow and new year's resolutions for us 
are just a part of the year. We do this probably <laughs> three or four times yeah. a year where we like, okay, new season, getting into it. But I think this time of year, culturally, we have made it more important. Well, it corresponds with the calendar and all that. But, there, you know, we're getting done with the old year. And, and sure. does it bother anybody that he, uh, he was a baby and now he's an old man? I think there's a hormone problem with baby <laughs> New Year, but nobody ever talks about it. It's nope. the elephant in the room. But it's, it's, it's not just that. It's that the concept of letting something go is so foreign to our culture so foreign so often the concept of victory is equated with the concept of acquisition you're supposed to be a winner when you get more but like i said listen to how you feel when you're full you know remember those and t-shirts like in the 90s where it said that you know the, he who dies, he with, who the dies most, with the yeah, most toys the bumper wins. stickers and all that yeah and it was, was always, always it was gross then and it's gross it's, now well it's the battle cry of a real jerk <laughs> you know i'm sorry there's no other way to say it but so often in spiritual circles, church or whatever, um, there's all these fancy rules. Well, you know, you need to align with the cosmos and you need to read these 27 books and make sure that, that only on Tuesdays you burn this kind of incense. And, oh, well, if your life isn't working, are you wearing enough puce or whatever silly thing? And it, What color is puce? I don't know. It's I don't know. But the the point is, I want to say like a purple, but that's, I don't know. That's, there I was don't a know. terrible Dudley Moore Christmas movie that revolved around puce pops as the thing that the elves were giving out for Christmas, and that's why I remember it as a color at all. But all I can think <laughs> about is how Dudley Moore looked dressed as an elf and not even the lollipops. That's a tangent. Oh the no! The point is, the point is, <laughs> the point is, you don't have to get complicated with all of this stuff. This is never about the rules and gyrations. This is about, listen to how it feels when you do this. Because you're made out of love. God is here. And if God is really here, a lot of this has to do with learning how to listen to what's going on inside of you. How does it feel when you do X, Y, Z, when you say X, Y, Z? And take it as deep as you can. So this isn't about a momentary, you know, like it feels good to eat a chocolate cake, but you know better. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. How does it feel when you go deeper with it? But that applies to New Year's resolutions because so often when people make them, what they're talking about is what can I add to myself? In other words, okay, this New Year's, I'm going to pick up a new habit. I'm going to learn how to speak conversational German. I'm going to buy that thing. I'm finally going to own a new Jaguar. I'm going to add these things. And so... People's ideas of resolutions have so much to do or tend to have so much to do with what they can glob onto their already incredibly full lives. And you got these people that are just metaphorically waddling around in too much armor, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the feeling of Thanksgiving and you should have quit three helpings ago but with life. And it's one of the reasons why people don't keep their resolutions because we're built for speed. We're supposed to streamline our lives, for one thing, so there's room for God to happen. Instead of micromanaging every nanosecond and filling it with what we think ought to happen, when you realize that that's all ego stuff, you're fighting with yourself, and you're never going to keep the resolution. So yes, it's okay to have some goals where you, I'm going to do a new thing. Okay, that's fine. But more important, 
is to carry the Boxing Day idea into New Year's. And maybe your primary resolutions should have less to do with what you add on and more to do with what you let go of. What are you willing to be done with this year? Can you find a way to get done with doing that thing that when you do it, you feel like a loser? Can you find a way to get done with perpetuating some dumb dysfunctional thing that somebody says and you let it slide? Can you find a way to, I don't know, spend a little less time on social media? Whatever it is. Can you diet <laughs> through your your New Year's resolution? Because for one thing, you'll make room for those things you want to add on. But for another thing, you're going to feel better. Because if God is already done, then your job is to get rid of what's not done in your life. You don't have to make God happen. And by extension, you don't have to make your spirituality or your growth or anything. Consider the lilies of the field. One of the things that's being said there is you don't have to make flowers grow. You let them. So how can you get into a place of let? Because there's a lot of make going on in our culture. I agree. I love I love sort of this new take on it. It's same but different. It's make your resolutions to to do something, but instead of just adding on and, and you know, take try to take something away. And I think that you could argue that some would argue, well, I'm trying to take that 10 pounds away. And, you know, and, and, and you can get, I'm, right. I'm just saying that people are going to get nitpicky about it, but I'm just saying that's not what we're saying. We're not saying, you know, if you, if you actually have a goal, go ahead and do that goal. But really think about why you have that goal and think about why you're doing what you're well, doing. And, 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 and where it's going to get you in the end. And if it's just an extra job to do, mm -hmm. come on now. You're probably not going to You're probably not going to do it. And for a lot of people, even if they say losing weight, and there's nothing wrong with you know being healthier and all that, but for a lot of people, when they really are honest, what they're really saying is, I want to add a healthy person onto my unhealthy person, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean? On top of the way I feel about myself, which probably isn't great, I want to add these external things that are somehow magically going to change my my paradigm. It never works that way. And I'm going to add this, and this is something that we talk about a lot to our young adults, and and not not just our young adults, but I think it comes up for them a lot. Is is you have to have a little bit of self-esteem <laughs> in order to make that happen. Because here's the thing. If you're carrying around extra weight, it's because you are not giving yourself enough time, enough love, and enough attention. Right. It but just, to, it just, but to, or whatever. It just, or whatever. And, um, and, you know, extra psychic weight, let's say. Mm -hmm. Extra whatever. But just as you're saying, if you don't think you're worth it, you're never going to get on the treadmill because it'll be time to work out. And you go... You know what? I just I I'm not worth that time. I'd rather just sit still. I've done that a million. I've done that a million times. Of course, where it's just everybody like, well, has. You know what? There's there's these other things to do, and people are waiting on it. And I I really want to get on the spin. You know, I really want to go do my 20 minute spin class. But you know what? That's gonna have to go on but the back were, burner. And if you were gonna do something nice for somebody else, you'd get up and shower and shine your shoes or the equivalent. You'd preheat the oven and clean the floor if the Pope were coming over. You know what I mean? But for yourself, you might not do that. And without that little nugget of self-esteem, that moment of identity, it's difficult to build that kind of momentum. And I actually talked a little bit about this in the Sunday lesson, but the point is that there's ways around that. And the thing I suggested on Sunday is the thing I stand by now. If you're having a hard time figuring out how to like yourself, start liking things. 
Be the kind of person that celebrates everything. Just say thank you, God, for the good parking space. Be the kind of person who always has something nice to say. Drive yourself crazy with with trying to find a way to walk on the sunny side of the street. And what will happen after a while, you will become the kind of person who celebrates instead of the kind of person who has always got a reason why that thing wasn't very good. And you will build enough momentum to start feeling that way about yourself because how you see things is how you see things. You'll start seeing things that way when you look in the mirror. It all comes down to what I call the New Year's revolution. And, you know, you might think of Che Guevara or something like that. And I guess in a way it's a revolutionary idea to stop globbing stuff onto yourself and start getting rid of. But more than that, it's about the word, you know, the root word is revolve. Ask yourself, what do your resolutions revolve around? Get to the core of it. Can they revolve around the idea that you deserve love? And in fact, that what if you're a child of God? What kind of things are you going to do and stop doing to be nicer to that child of God? If Jesus Christ walked in, there's certain ways you'd talk and maybe you'd, you'd get out the fine dishes. You know, well, you're a child of God. Right. So what is your resolution idea revolve around? Because here's the other use of the word Otherwise, it's just going to keep revolving. You're going to go around about the same things. I don't know about you, but when I think about the resolutions that I have made in years past, there's a good hunk of time, a few years ago especially, where it was basically the same kind of thing with a little different flavor, a little different spin on it, but I would revolve around the same things because my idea of resolutions revolved around fixing something that was broken. Mm -hmm. Well, I want you to know, everybody listening, you are not broken. Yeah, of course you've got growing to do. Everybody's got growing to do. Of course you don't have all the answers. You're never going to have all the answers. That's God's job. But at the end of the day, your fundamental nature is not broken. You're good. Now treat yourself like somebody who's good. Not as the center of the universe. Now, that's not what I'm saying. This is not an ego thing at all. It just means that you deserve a little bit of love. Instead of, oh man, I don't like what I see in the mirror, find the part that you like. Give that attention. Grow from there. You will build some momentum and things will start to change. I love that. I love maybe starting to call it, you know, New Year's Revolution. Because it is, it, you know, we talk about cycles and we talk about that this, you know, and what cycles do you want to continue to have in your life and what cycles are you just done with? What are you done revolving around? And that's and that's so cool. That's such a good way to talk if about it. If you don't change what you revolve around, you're going to keep you're revolving keep around doing, it. Yeah, you're going to keep doing it. And it's really funny, but I was, um, I I knew we were going to be talking about resolutions, you know, because it's for obvious reasons, sure. you know, it's it, it's what it's what we're obligated to do maybe not obligated but you know you i think people are in that mindset to to hear these ideas at this time anyway but um do you know when um new year's resolutions started no huh Oh, it's really kind of fascinating. No, I don't know anything. Actually, I don't know. Oh, okay. So, it actually was the ancient Babylonians. Um, Those guys. They, yeah, they have said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions. And I think it's like something like 4,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they were also the first people to um, hold recorded uh, celebrations in of honor of the new year. So this is this. And Dick Clark was there for some of those. It's in Gilgamesh. He was there 
Yeah, but theirs didn't start in January. They those started in March when they would calendar. do the well because it was the first planting of their crops. It was well, the that Romans. Makes a lot. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was the Romans. Romans that um, made it in January after their god Janus. They they started. Um, they would. Um, each year they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts and and, hey, and Happy do, New Year. yeah exactly yeah. exactly and so they the but the that's what the Babylonians did but the Romans started it um, as a uh, began each year making promises to the to the god and and did all that you know so and uh, you know Janus is named for January so we get our Roman you know calendar from yes. that but isn't that interesting that this has been going on from basically. The beginning of time. And some of those Mesopotamians and Babylonians still have a Nordic track with dirty clothes hanging from it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fascinating that this is ingrained in our DNA, that this is such a part of us. You know, I mean, think about even before Jesus, this idea of making these promises and returning borrowed things and trying to be a better person as the new year starts. But there's something That's amazing. Yeah, but there's something pretty great about just that. I I you know, I don't know if anybody said this part before, but something borrowed means it's something that's not yours. Right. And you got it from someplace else. A lot of us have borrowed a dumb idea about who we are. Maybe you borrowed it from your upbringing or the church you used to go to or a relationship that went south or somebody told you something. Well, guess what? That's not the truth about you. That is a borrowed idea. Maybe it's time to give it back. I love that. We're 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 smart people. <laughs> All right, as we uh, listen up, this is the part of our show where people send us questions, and we do our darn best to answer those questions. Um, There's a lot of ways to send us questions. You can send an email to info at waterandstonechurch.com or just go to the website, once again, waterandstonechurch.com. Uh, and there's a contact form. You can send us questions that way, or you can leave comments on the various social media sites. There's lots of ways to find us. The questions tend to find their way to us. Anyhow, this question comes from Kevin M. Thank you, Kevin. And Kevin says, if you could have one word that summed up your year, what would it be? This is like a dating game kind of a question. Well, I loved this question so much that I did a little bit of a Facebook post about it. I saw it. that the other day. And I thought that was really good, by the way. Thank nice you. Going. And thank you. So I, I'm going to cheat a little bit. And I'm just going <laughs> to I'm gonna read what I wrote to answer, yeah, go to ahead. answer go that ahead. question. Go ahead. I think that's just fine. Because I know some people don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. But if you could sum up 2017 in one word, what would it be? Faith is the word that keeps coming up for me. Trusted my children to make good choices, knowing they are divinely protected. Faithful family. Deepened relationships with those that stood shoulder to shoulder with us to support our dreams and goals. Faithful friends. Started businesses that we had no concept of before this year. (laughs) Faithful work. Simplified my home and my mind, making room for better things and bigger ideas. Faithful days. Focused more on gratitude, knowing that saying thank you is the first step to growth in every area of life. Faithful soul. 
Faith changes everything. It gives way to a peaceful life, wipes away worry, and quiets your heart. It makes you feel more secure in your days, work, relationships, self-identity, and purpose. It enables you to say no to scarcity and fear. I sought it out, said yes to faith, and found it. I am so looking forward to 2018. Happy New Year. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. That's, and that's what yeah. I wrote because it. I really wanted to take a minute because I was I was very moved by the idea of this and what what it meant and really this year faith has been such a big deal um I I don't know what the heck I'm doing half of the time and and I people ask and then opportunities come up but and that's I, where you're supposed to live I'm you're jumping supposed to live and there man I'm doing it and it feels fresh and new and empowering and it really does all come from well, okay, here we go. Well, but this is what I say all the time. The trick is to step outside of your comfort zone because that's when faith has room. That's where God lives, not in your comfort zone. This stuff is not supposed to be here to make you comfortable. I mean, I want to comfort people. I don't want to irritate people and all that. I want people to feel safe and all that. But at the end of the day, you should not be going to church to feel validated and to find reason to not change. Church is supposed to inspire change because when you step out of your comfort zone, I'll say it again, you find room for faith. That's how all of this works. I love that. And it makes me think of, this is, this is how my brain works. It makes me think of Peter, James, and John, the disciples. Mm-hmm. And different people were present for different parts of the gospels, but for all of the big miracles, so to speak, those three guys were there for sure, Peter, James, and John. And they represent Peter represents faith, mm-hmm. and James represents judgment, and John represents love. Now, judgment's an important quality, too, because it's important that we decide what's healthy and what's not, but we talk about that a lot. I think the word that comes out for me is love. Okay. And for so many reasons, obviously, I mean, that's that's the big word. Jesus said that's what you need, and if you're doing it right, you're fulfilling all the all the commandments, all the rules, and all that. But it's not just that. It's that this whole weird thing that we've done, started a church and done the podcast and and lived our life with our little family and and the crazy amazing things that we've experienced have all been labors of love. And we've been supported by these amazing people who have helped make the church happen and been there for us and been our friends. That's all love, man. And Love is the power that stands up and says, nope, that's weird. That's crazy. That's BS. Stop doing that. Yeah. You know, because love rejoices with the truth. And there's been a good hunk of that this year. Love is a grounding factor. But also, when you're planning something, it's real easy to get caught up in, well, here's what it's going to be like in five years. Yeah. Here's what it's going to be like <clears throat> when we've got a big building or something like that. And all of that's great. But love is the power that is just here right now. Love is the power that says, no, come back, be here right now. And I got to tell you that historically I have not been super good at that because I I have that, I want to see the five-year plan. I want to be a visionary. I want to look at that sort of stuff. So sometimes I have the Luke Skywalker problem of, of looking to the horizon instead of where you are right now. But just like Luke Skywalker in uh, episode four in the 70s, it just makes you a whiner because all you talk about is where you aren't. 
But love is the power that says, no, right here there's something amazing. And no, of course it's not done, but nothing's done ever. Love is a power that keeps you in the moment. And so for me, this has been a year full of reminders to show up. And so love is the thing that comes up for me. It's time to check it out. This is the part of the podcast where we tell you what we're up to, where you can find us, how you can watch us, how you can reach us. And just be a part of this amazing thing of Water and Stone Church. Right. And, and you know, there's so much going on all the time that we can't say every little thing. So what I would say at the beginning of all of this is for more information and more stuff that we're doing, please come check out our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Where there, everything ends up there on the website. There's ways to get a hold of us, ask questions, whatever it is. It's going on on the website. The website is a great jumping off point. And if you go to any page of the website, you have links to all of our social media. We're active on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and just everywhere. So come check that out. Come find us for more information. The website is a great place to start. I want to just run through a couple of things that are ongoing for us through the church and, and what we're up to. Wednesday mornings at 720 at North Shore Beach. Look it up on the website. St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. The finest we, city we on do the a, face of the earth. <laughs> no, I'm going to get every you're time. You're going to get it in. Every time. We do a sunrise walk. It's a midweek walk. It's beautiful. It sets just the right tone for everything most of the time we can see the sun rise or it has just risen it is an amazing i got a centering great time. picture uh, last oh. last wednesday i got a really cool i'm not usually one of those guys that takes a picture of the sunrise a lot because it's like i always feel like look everybody can see it but nobody saw that one it was gorgeous like it, was, it was it was beautiful yeah. it was really beautiful and and you know every time we go out there we're like well this is the most beautiful one and it's <laughs> and it's just part of that come get a little exercise Get a good cup of coffee, good conversation. A really, and even if you don't want to talk and you just want to be out there and 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 be in nature and look at the horizon and watch the birds and the dolphins and everything, it is a fantastic time. I really encourage you to come and join us someday. That being said, if you do plan on joining us, get go ahead and drop us a line, um, contact us, and let us know that you're going to be there so that we can be looking for you and we don't leave you behind. The other things that happen on Wednesday is usually in the evenings, there's a video that drops. Dieter is working on several series. Um, he just finished one up. He just finished up uh, Living Water, Standing Stone. And we're getting ready to start another one. Do you have a title for the next series? No, not yet. Oh, I, okay. I, well, I, stay I will tuned. have one. But it's, th this series is about prayer. So that okay. first series, Living Water, Standing Stone, was kind of, was really about here's what we believe in. Here's, here's the basic set of concepts that make up our idea of, of how we deal with God's stuff, so to speak. And so the next series is really, okay, well, how do we put that into practice in our personal relationship with God? And that means prayer. And so this is about, well, how do you guys pray? How does that work? You know, and so it's going to be based on what Jesus taught about prayer and that sort of thing. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. This is stuff that I have seen work in my life and the lives of so many other people. So stay tuned. I just got to find a title for it. That's okay. You know <laughs> what? Go subscribe to our YouTube channel yeah, and, you'll and, and you'll get it. You'll get the notification of when a new video um, shows up. Speaking of new videos, every Friday, usually around noon, 
there is a new uh, recipe video from this day. Um, it's been going gangbusters, and yeah. it's it's been really great. You get a little bit of a recipe and a little bit of a spiritual message. It's because, the best. It's the best. Because spirituality and religion should not just be on Sundays. It should be every day. And, you know, it's a natural thing. We eat every day, and it causes <laughs> you to really think about it. So it's yeah, beautiful. I love it. I do want to make an announcement about this day. Yeah. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, we have been invited by the New Thought Channel to be one of their shows that they they have. Um, and the New Thought Channel can be streamed through Amazon. It can you can get it if you have a Roku, Apple and TV. you can get it if you have an Apple TV. And I think those a are couple, those. Those are the big three. Those are the big three. But that they're they, always adding. New but they're ways always to get adding it. new ways to get it. So Amazon, Apple TV, Roku. Those that's the way that you can do it. There's so many amazing shows on the New Thought Channel. So if you're really into um, that kind of stuff, really inspirational messages and and different kinds of ideas. Head on over, subscribe to the New Thought Channel, and you know we're we're on there now. If you want to see it, you can always do you, our YouTube as well. And finally, one of the things for our ongoing things is Sunday sunsets, our sunset celebrations. We gather a half an hour before sunset every Sunday. We watch the sun go down. We end one week. We begin the next. It's just it's really great. Like just like with our sunrise walks. It's not like there's a prepared lesson. It's not like there's stuff you have to say. Certainly nobody passes the hat or anything like that. It's not especially churchy in any way except that we happen to be church people. Mostly it's just an opportunity to remember that you're not alone. And a lot of times the conversation that we have is just, hey, look at that manatee. You know, look at there's That's cool. and Isn't that pretty? Or, hey, you know, later on I'm going to work and, you know, I got to get my oil changed in my car. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It's just you being a part of something. And it's really special because it's not special, if you know what I mean. And there's something gorgeous, wonderful about taking a minute and watching the sun go down at the beach. One of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Well, I saw a phrase the other day and, and I just, I've, I've been hanging on to it. It says, find your tribe, love them hard. And, and, that's, and that's what sunset celebrations wow, are, are yeah, really yeah. about. Sure, it's just man. like... Come find your tribe and we just love each other even through the seemingly mundane. And I think that that's so important. Again, yeah. spirituality and religion doesn't just happen on Sunday, although this happens on Sunday. But it doesn't happen just on Sunday and it doesn't just happen around the big things. It can happen around the little stuff too, you know. Yeah. And so let us let us help celebrate your life, even the small things. Come out, join us, watch the sunset. Go get we'll some... go get a cup of coffee. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I want to let you know that on uh, January the 7th, I will be doing the Sunday lesson at the Unity Church in Naples, Florida. So Looking you can... forward to that. I have not yeah. been there in years. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And uh, it's it's a beautiful church, beautiful congregation, and a cool town. So I'm looking forward to, to, to sharing the lesson on January 7th. And I also want to let you know that on January the 19th, we're doing our January service project, and this is one I have been... I mean, they're all so awesome, so wonderful. But I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. When we decided at the very beginning, when we were having meetings in our house about what we wanted the church to do and be and, and all of that kind of stuff, one of the things we said at the very beginning was, we're going to make a difference in the community. And one of the first things that popped up was, 
we want to go help Habitat for Humanity. That was the first thing everybody thought of Habitat. It's one of those things. And so January 19th, we're doing a service project with Habitat for Humanity. And uh, there'll be details on the website, but let us know because there's only a, a finite number of spaces. Yeah, there's only 15 spaces, and four of those spaces are taken up by the Randolph. So <laughs> effectively, there are 11 spaces left. It is first come, first serve. And if you want to come serve, um, if you have never worked with Habitat for Humanity, it's a really beautiful organization. I'm really looking forward to it. Are they so, going to allow me to do kind of a, a half-baked Jimmy Carter impression? Is that going to is that frowned upon? I, I you know, I don't know. I'm gonna I don't know, but but you know what, me. we can we can try. We can try. We I'm going to try. try. But I'm, I'm try. planning on taking so many pictures and videos and 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 just getting all you goofballs on film. I cannot film. wait. I, I cannot oh man, wait. go swing a hammer. Wait. It's going to be great. And uh, I want to let you know that on January the 28th. Check this out. It is our last monthly Sunday service. Because as you probably know, we started doing monthly services in August. And that's when we began what we've been calling sort of the pre-launch. It's like when a restaurant does a soft opening. You know, they just, they open the doors and they're working stuff out, figuring out the details, you know, that kind of thing. And we've been doing that. We have done, we will have done six monthly services. And January is the very last monthly service, and it's going to be called Wild World, and it finishes up a series I've done about wildlife. And just like we said a little earlier in the podcast, it's about going to the wild places in your heart, the places where you don't know what's going to happen next, because that's where God lives. And so this last one, Wild World, is about making a difference in the world, taking the things that you've learned and making a world that works for everybody. This is huge stuff. And so I'm really excited about that service. And once again, that's January 28th at 11 o'clock. There's details on the website, but it's going to be at University of South Florida, St. Pete Campus, Harbor Hall. And the very next Sunday. Yep, which is Which is February February 4th. 4th. That is when we start going weekly. So from then on, from February 4th on. We are going to be at Harbor Hall on a weekly basis. We have secured it through May, and and that's only because we can't secure it any further out because our yeah. calendar doesn't well, go any, any further out. Well, and we may have outgrown Harbor Hall. It. I don't know. Yeah. Come visit us. Tell everybody that you know. Bring a friend. It is an amazing community, an amazing service, and we're so excited to be going weekly. I can I can barely contain myself. I got to tell you, so this excited. is this is the time. February fourth is the launch. You're going to want to be there at Harbor Hall at 11 o'clock. This is the one you want to tell your friends about. This is the big deal. This is the the launch of Water and Stone Church out to the world. And I'd love for you to be there. I've got a very special lesson. It's the beginning of a whole new series called Truer Than True. And I'll talk more about that. But but I, I want to just focus on the idea of be there February 4th, 11 o'clock. And the best way that you can keep up to date with information is to text I am ready, all one word, I A M R E A D Y, I am ready to. 84576 and that will keep you up to date on everything we send out once a week text message slash email and whatever you want to put in that's that's the best way to do it you can keep in contact and do it it's it's easy and you won't regret it i am ready 84576 Alright, Dieter, time to wrap it up. Much like a Christmas present. Or <laughs> it's time to unwrap it up. Unwrap it up. You remember your science. 
the object with the greatest mass in your life is the thing that you're going to revolve around. So what gets the most attention for you? What is your basic idea? That's the thing. Some people spend so much time talking about how their basic idea is that the world is a cruel place or that they don't deserve love because of something that happened or didn't happen or whatever, and you're allowed to feel that way. I'm not going to take that away from you. I couldn't. But I want you to know that the truest truth about you is something more beautiful than that. You felt it in moments where you got out of the way. You felt it in quiet moments of inspiration or just when something is nice, when you laugh. There's something beautiful that happens when you remember that you love your kids or you had a good cookie. There's something beautiful that life is calling to you. All you've got to do, this is it, all you've got to do is get rid of whatever is between you and that knowing. You, have, you may have borrowed some old ideas that you don't need anymore. You may have borrowed some old clothes that don't fit you anymore. It's time for a Boxing Day kind of life. It's time for a resolution revolution. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. <laughs> and the head honcho of Pinfeather is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She makes all of this happen and is one half of the music that you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph, and uh, he's pretty amazing too. This podcast is solely supported by you. Okay, you know what that means. It means a number of things. First of all, it means share. Take a moment and share this podcast with somebody. There's lots of ways to send a link or post it on your Facebook. If you go to anything that we do, our YouTube videos or the blog posts, we're really proud of those blog posts, or anything, even our Instagram pictures, it's very, very easy to click a button and share it or like it or favorite it or whatever it, but take a moment and do that. Because when you do that, you're letting the rest of the world know that there's something that could make a difference for them. And that's how we all grow. And along the way, you're letting us know what's working for you, and that's good too. So please do keep letting us know. The second way you can help support this podcast is by writing a review. Take a minute and go wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to it, click the review button and hit the five-star button. It needs to be a five-star review because that's what makes all of this work. But take just a moment and do that. If you feel like writing something, you sure can. But even if you click five stars, that's all it takes. It just takes a moment and it changes everything for us. Finally, the most important thing you can do is show up. Be a part of this physically. I want to give you permission to come and be with us. I want to ask you to come and be with us. Come see the sun go, come up or go down. Come be a part of... A, one of our many activities. Subscribe to that YouTube channel and be there on a Sunday morning. I'd love to see you on February 4th for the launch of all of this. It's gonna be great. Happy New Year, everyone.